Welcome to the Arms Race. This is the podcast where we attempt to determine which action star has the highest body count in movie history. Currently, by watching every Sylvester Stallone movie one at a time. I'm Kevin Keane. And I'm Mike Olson. And today we'll be discussing Ratchet and Clank, released by Gramercy Pictures and Cinema Management Group on April 29th, 2016. Starring Paul Giamatti, John Goodman, Bella Thorne, Rosario Dawson, Jim Ward, James Arnold Taylor, David Kay, and Sylvester Stallone. Written by T.J. Fixman, Kevin Monroe, and Jerry Swallow. Based on Ratchet and Clank by Insomniac Games. Directed by Kevin Monroe and Jerrica Cleland. You know you're really in for a quality piece of entertainment when you've got, based on something <laughs> by a corporation. A corporation is credited as the creator of Ratchet and Clank. And then the cinema management group, you know, it's not, not a very sexy... Uh, it, it's not. I mean, that, that honestly seems like it, it was a name that was just formed by committee thinking itself. Well, appropriately so, because this whole movie is like <laughs> a what, movie. Yes, the soulless byproduct of committee thinking. Boy, oh boy. Should we play the blame game? We usually do this when we do a bad movie. I put this movie uh, on the list. Oh, I, okay. I thought you were going to blame me immediately, because I, I was picked say, it first. But you, but you picked it. So who's to blame for this debacle? <sighs> Probably me. I mean, <laughs> we would have had to do it eventually. But we I don't want to put it on the list. I mean, the voiceover stuff, I, I remember Ants being a good movie, so... To lead off with anything, that was the safe pick. All that other stuff on there, I know nothing about. So this was a huge risk on my part. And I'll just say now, my in episode zero, when I mistakenly referred to this as Ratchet and Clark, I'm way more interested in that movie than this. <laughs> I'm way more interested in any movie. I hate this movie. It. I went through like stages of grief dealing with this movie. It was just like first it made me angry, and then it just made me like I went through like this existential crisis of just like we've got to do a podcast about this. What are we doing with our lives? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, I just went through a whole. What kind thing. of lives are these? Yeah, I mean honestly, I hope people listen to this, but I wouldn't blame them if they didn't because it's like it's so pointless to watch this movie, let alone listen to two people talk about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're, not, you're you know, Mike's not happy that I said that, but. <laughs> We're going to lose listenership. You know, it's amazing. Play. At least you're getting it out of the way in the first two minutes. You just say, don't bother well, listening maybe, to this episode. Maybe it will be interesting because I, I really, really... Like, I find this movie offensive how inoffensive <laughs> it is. Honestly. And not to imply that offensive is better. It's like, yeah, obviously, like, you know, we've taken some movies to task about pushing the things. Yeah. And, but this movie plays everything so safe. And it's, you know, it's just corporate mascot, the movie... Yeah, that that's a great way to put it. And I honestly kind of take offense at its existence. It's like someone in a boardroom, like we were saying, like it just someone's like, oh, we have this property, you know. Sony owns the intellectual property. It's funny right. in the opening uh, paragraph on Wikipedia, it talks about Sony owns owns the intellectual property. The phrase intellectual property is in the opening <laughs> paragraph of this description of this movie. It could not be more soulless. Yeah, and in some ways, I feel it's a little bit unfair. I wish I knew if the games were fun. I mean, I don't know anything about them. Never I'm sure played they them. are. I actually made a mistake in the last episode because I got them mixed up with Banjo-Kazooie. Because I des- <laughs> what I described was actually the game Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Remember, I was talking about, like, oh, I think you build things. No, that's a different franchise altogether. Okay. This I realized from the little tiny bit of research that I did. Uh, I remembered the commercials for these games more than anything. I guess these games just have all kinds of crazy weapons. And, like, the sheep gun is, like, the thing it's known for, which appears in this movie. And so I remember the commercials where it would be like live action. I'm just like, oh, we got this crazy gun. And it was filmed like someone shooting on a camcorder. Okay, yeah. But then they'd add all the crazy effects. Just like, oh, we turned the household cat into a sheep. Whoops. And then just like Ratchet and Clank, blah, blah, blah. And they'd show a little bit of game Gotcha. I don't even remember that, so. I remember the commercial. I've never played the games. 
I'm sure they're fine games. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're well, that's kinda... the thing is that I wonder if there's a bunch of references that at least the hardcore fans of that franchise appreciate in this. Because outside of that, it's bad. I mean, it, it's basically it's it's a terrible Star Wars ripoff yes. that plays it safe. I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah, that's for sure. The first half of it is almost beat for beat. Yes. It's like a, literally a robot crashes to Earth on our hero's planet yes. who has important information to, to stop the evil empire from destroying planets. You couldn't get more similar. People took uh, uh, episode seven, uh, Force Awakens. They took Force yeah. Awakens to task for being so similar. This movie is its just paint by numbers. Yeah. No character is interesting. Not one of them is interesting or even... Even one-dimensional would be giving this movie too much credit. They're zero-dimensional. They're I, literally... I'm trying to come up with a defense. I mean, I guess there's characters that are better than others, but you're, you're right. There aren't any that are interesting at all. Name me one defining characteristic of Clank. He's a robot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Other than that... Name, give me, tell me one thing about Clank. I'm sorry to put the pressure on you, but he's, I'm trying to prove my point. There's just nothing. He's a robot that thinks... He does think, yes, I suppose. I'm, I'm not saying that that's, that's what I can come up with. I mean, he has a moral compass for some reason. That's yeah, his defining character. Uh, Captain Quark is uh, a blowhard. Yes, that's at least something. It's right. It's at least a characteristic. Uh, Even Ratches. He's, uh, he wants to be a hero. Yeah, there's. That's. I mean, maybe that's the problem is the, the title characters are probably. Maybe not the least interesting but pretty close to the least interesting characters in the movie. They're designed to be empty vessels because the player is supposed to be controlling That's them. True. It's like they're, they're designed, they're corporate mascots. It's like Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is no defining characteristics either. He's a mouse that wears pants. That's all he is. Th- these guys are just corporate mascots. And to make a movie, I mean, even Disney is smart enough not to make a Mickey Mouse movie. After all these years of like, you know, dozens and dozens of movies, when's the last Mickey Mouse movie? It's the 30s. Is it Steamboat Willie? Yeah, it was it's because they know he's, there's nothing there. There's nothing, there's no story there if sony would just look at these characters and understand that they are empty nothing can i tell you that it was worth doing this movie just to see how angry you are and to get mickey mouse is nothing but a corporate mascot it's a mouse with pants but that's the difference between sony and disney is disney is smart enough not to make the mickey mouse movie touche or at least if they i'm sure there are some direct-to-video mickey mouse whatever i don't know yeah i'm sure that's you got the mickey mouse clubhouse but it's a tv show right and it's for kids but but i'll bet in a Mickey Mouse movie, I'll bet all the interesting stuff are the characters that surround Mickey Mouse because they actually have personalities. And Mickey Mouse has to be as bland as possible because he's the face of the yes. largest corporation in the world, basically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and this is just Sony trying to capitalize on their intellectual property in a way that is so bald-faced that, yeah, I'm angry. I hate this movie. I honestly, of all the movies we've done, I'm going to put this below Junior. I'm going to put this really? below... Yeah, but below the villain, because at least those movies were people trying their best to make something original and entertaining, and this is just someone saying, we've got this intellectual property, we need let's to bring it ring it dry. And they lost money on this movie, and I'm glad. Yeah. I don't feel that way about, you know, I'm, I, I, don't wish, <laughs> I don't wish ill will of filmmakers usually. You know, sometimes it'll be critical. It's like, obviously, we're here to give our opinions, and I, if I don't like something, I'm going to say I don't like it. But I never have ill will until now. I, I, you are glad I'm that this was a so loss. glad. Yes, because it's like, this could have set a trend of a million copycats if it did well. It's probably, yeah, it's true. So, And you were saying, I'm sure, you, you were wondering if this appealed to hardcore fans of Ratchet and Clank. I don't know if those people exist. I follow video games to a certain extent. I don't play a ton of them, but I, I follow... Yeah, more than me. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if anyone's, like, clamoring, you know... 
it's not like you know the big franchises that have like really hardcore fan bases like Mass Effect or uh, you know oh that's fallen off because those games are terrible now <laughs> or, or like Metal Gear there's, like, oh, there's all these these franchises well, where it's like oh I could totally see them making a Mass Effect movie or a Metal Gear movie or certain they made these Tomb Raider games you did uh, Assassin's and Creed and yeah I mean, those that movie is awful but yeah I, yeah. You could make a good Assassin's Creed movie. There's story. There's like something. There's substance yeah, but, there. Okay, well, okay. And there's a fan base. We like, haven't even gotten into. Uh, I don't our want to. Okay, I'm delay. I don't even want to talk about this movie. Honestly, is this well, probably, I don't know if it's going to be a short episode or a very long episode. Or here, I'm all just, right. Well, let me ask either you. I'm going to unload for like an hour on things that are just <laughs> everything that's bothering me is coming out. Just like every little thing that's you know. Honestly, I did have this existential crisis of just like what? Who am I? What am I doing here? <laughs> the most common questions including who are you and what are you doing here? Uh, all right, well, let me ask you this. Okay, so you've, you've mentioned some other video game franchises, and none of them have really been successful. The Tomb Raider movies were somewhat successful. But here's my question. The, the corporate mascot, that, that's a great, great point that I like to ask. Mm-hmm. At least to me, as bad, and it's been a little while since I've seen it, but I remember the Mario Brothers movie... As bad as it is, it's fine, right? There's there's something there. This does not have it. Yeah, I'm glad all. you brought that up because you're right. It, well, I think in that case, it was Nintendo, you know, licensing their property to a movie studio and right. saying, yeah, "Do whatever you want. You already paid. Some, we got our money. Yeah. So it's your guys are on the hook to make the movie. Like Nintendo made their money. That movie, I don't think, did very well. No, it didn't. But yeah, it's like at least there was somebody trying to make something of that. Yeah, it, that's a similar situation. Mario is equally empty as a character. But that movie tried to find something interesting yeah. about it. And they're making a new Mario movie, and I have no idea what that's going to really? be like. It, oh, man. It's animated. Someone weird ended up with the rights. I forget. The makers of something that you wouldn't expect, some kind of animated movie. I forget who is doing it. And who knows? It may never get made. Like These deals get made all the time, and yeah. movies fall through. So I don't know if it's going to get made. But I guess the, what, what my point is, though, is that it doesn't have to be the safe play, right? And again, I'm not saying that Mario took a bunch of chances. I don't even remember it that well anymore. But I at least remember having an opinion and being there are at least some mildly entertaining moments in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. No, I think it did take chances in, in crazy ways, which is why it was such a disaster. <laughs> but at least it's an interesting disaster. Yeah. I'll take an interesting disaster. That's why I put I put Ratchet and Clank below Junior. It's like I'll take an interesting disaster over this bland, you know, gruel of a movie. Like, I understand you certainly hated it more than me. I dreaded coming to record this. I will tell you that. I dreaded coming to record this because I, I disliked it. I didn't have an existential crisis, but I'm just thinking, man, wh- what are we doing? What are we're, we doing? We're, especially, we're coming off Rambo to this. <laughs> yeah. What did I do? <laughs> well, you affected my fu- the next pick. We'll talk about it at the end. Oh. But it's like, I, I definitely... I was going to pick something else, then I kind of went like, I can't deal I can't. with <laughs> back to back. Yeah, exactly. All right, fair enough. So anyway, should we get into talking about the plot? Do we have to? I guess. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. You, yeah, yeah we've got my, to- my history. Maybe maybe this will be more uh, uplifting for you than it normally is. Maybe I apologize because I'm coming in with very few notes, which is why I accidentally skipped that. No, uh, no worries. Because uh, I didn't want to deal with notes. All right, that's fair. I'm I'm completely prepared. I have my notes here. I'll keep us on track. It makes one of us. Here All we go. Right. What day is it? What year? It is April 29th, 2016. And as you alluded to, this movie did lose money. It had a $20 million budget and only managed to get 13.4. Mm-hmm. I was pretty impressed that the international was 4.6 domestic and managed $8.8 million. Yeah. 
That's awful. It's awful. There's no demand for this movie. Why so, did they make this? I don't know why. <laughs> I want you to guess. Guess what place it came in in its opening week. It was at least in the top ten, by the way. I was about to say seventh. You spot on. Did okay. you look at my notes? I think I read it on Wikipedia, maybe. I don't know. Okay, so this is a more current movie. And Oh, by the way, I had no clue that this was made in 2016 until we did this. Oh, really? In my mind, this was a movie. Because, again, I didn't know it existed. In, and maybe I should have known because more current movies, I don't, you know, not having TV, I'm not constantly seeing trailers. I should have assumed that. I, honestly, I thought this movie was like from the mid-2000s. Okay. I, I, I honestly did it until we did this. So then this lineup of top 10, I hate. I loathe. From this weekend? Th- this weekend, but just in general, most, most box office weeks now, there's just garbage. Let me, let me go down this for but you. I'm saying this top 10 you're about to give is from April 29th. Yes, from okay. April 29th of t- 2016. Right. The, well, the live-action Jungle Book, I, I have no opinion. I actually don't know anything about it. It may have been great. It may have been terrible. I don't know anything about it. I don't have any issue with that. Me neither. Number two, The Huntsman, Winter's War. There was no need for the first Huntsman to be made. There certainly was not a need for a sequel, and it did not do well, and I'm glad there won't be any more. I don't think I knew that there was a sequel to The Huntsman. Yes, there was, and it did not perform well. Hmm, okay. Uh, so those were the top two. Those were in repeat weeks. So the, the highest new opening movie is Keanu, which I know nothing about other than I wish it was a Keanu Reeves just like life story, especially with a new Bill and Ted's movie coming out. Yeah, I, I liked Keanu. I, I remember... What is it about? I know nothing. It's the Key and Peele movie. I don't know if you've oh, seen... I actually like them. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. I like their show more than I liked that movie. It's about a cat that they named Keanu, and then <laughs> it's it's kidnapped by like gang members or something, and they get they go on an adventure to try to get their their cat back. All right, I do like them, so maybe maybe I might actually enjoy and, and see that. So I'm not going to bad mouth. I'm not going to say it's a great movie, but it's you know it's fine. All right, I enjoyed it. So then uh, number four was Mother's Day. I think it's a romantic oh, comedy. Oh no, huh? that's with Seth Rogen, right? And uh, and is Barbara it? Streisand. Isn't that what? Isn't that? Oh, what the, mm, no, no, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, no, that's that's further back. I actually didn't. I didn't look this up. But here's where it gets into. I just start to get annoyed. Barbershop, the next cut. No need for another one of those movies. I, I saw at least one of those movies. I oh, remember the, thinking they're fine. Oh, the first one's very good. Yeah, the sequels. No, and this is the third sequel, and this is, I think, years after the sequel was made, too. Is that the one I remember a trailer where it's like, oh, no, the barbershop's about to go under. We have to split the barbershop with this, like, beauty salon. I think that's it. it's, like, it. men and women, like, the line down the middle, like, yes. like I Love Lucy. <laughs> would be, yes. I think literally from the trailer I saw, it's like, like a there's tape. a line down the middle of the room. It's like, oh, the, the barbershop on the left and the beauty salon on I the think, right. I think you're right. Is that that one? I, 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 I bet it is. I think you're right. Uh, Zootopia is number six, so. Ratchet and Clank couldn't even buy in week four of Zootopia. It still could not outperform Zootopia. I've never seen Zootopia. It's actually a good movie. It, it yeah, is. I, my, my sense is at least it's about something. Yeah, no. <laughs> Unlike Ratchet and Clank. Uh, and then just, I won't finish them all, but then just another one of these, why are these properties being made? Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice in week six is still in the top ten. Yeah. That's at least, of all of those... DC movies, that's the one I'll actually kind of defend. Again, interesting disaster. I'll defend that above 
I don't. Ratchet and Clank. I, I'm just going dis- to agree to disagree with you. I on don't that. think it's good, but I find it interesting. I think there were some interesting choices made, but they totally botched the the execution of it. All right, so we are in 2016. So basically, everything in the top ten in the Nielsen ratings is CBS, other than football and The Walking Dead. I'm just that's what <laughs> sure. I'm just, just going to say that right is this now. It's going to be a million CSIs and Law and Orders. Oh, uh, it's funny. Big Bang Theory, and then a few NCIS. Uh, oh, NCIS. Yeah, oh, NCIS New Orleans. Wonder who's in that one. Isn't that the one with LL Cool J? I don't know. I, I, I always get those. <laughs> you assume everyone is LL Cool J. I think J. I do assume that all of those. Are, no, I think maybe he's in, he's in Los Angeles. I think oh, it's that's, Los Angeles. That's all I know is that LL Cool J is on one of them. That's like the only fact I know. And Ice T was in one of the Law and Order. Yes, he's in a Law and Order. Uh, so yeah, other than Walking Dead, it's pretty much all CBS. Big, Big Bang Theory is the uh, number one show. I guess for some reason I'm just drawn to like 80s and 90s hip hop artists becoming TV actors. I just <laughs> for whatever reason I find that appealing. I don't know why. All right, so in history itself, the S and P 500 is over 2,000 in 2016. Okay. So uh, keep keep your chart. <laughs> I know that's a lot compared to the numbers you've thrown out in the past. Uh, it, it is significantly, and it is part of a basically a, now a 10-year, well, a little bit less than... In 2016, it's about a six six or seven-year bull market, and it's continued into 2018. And it'll clearly never burst. No, it never will. <laughs> uh, so on April 3rd, I don't know if you remember this, the Panama Papers, do you remember what those were? No. Uh, so they uh, are published, noting offshore account of 214,000 companies, some of which include heads of state. So it's basically a lot of o- offshore accounts where people had... Illegal secret accounts. <laughs> oh, crap. Effectively. <laughs> uh, little, sad news in the world of music. Musical engine Prince dies at the age of 57. Oh, yeah. That is sad. Uh, I, f- I forgot this, though. To celebrate his legacy, cities across the U.S. hold vigils and light buildings, bridges, and other venues in purple. And then at the Super Bowl, they did that, too, didn't they? Wasn't the Super Bowl in Minneapolis? Maybe it was a year later. Uh, it was Actually, the Super Bowl was just in Minneapolis, it was this. It was twenty eighteen. So it was year and a half later, but yeah, still, you, yes, and they they it, definitely did a tribute. To it him. was a pretty good tribute too. So we are in the world of politics, which I know you probably don't want to venture into. Oh, but not in twenty sixteen. No, April twenty fifth. Uh, this, this movie made me sad enough. This is going to make you even sadder. Maybe not. John Kasich and Ted Cruz announced that they will coordinate strategies to stop Donald Trump from winning the Republican presidential nomination. Way to go, guys! Kasich's campaign will endure. Or ensure Cruz a quote unquote clear path in Indiana, while Cruz's campaign will cut campaigning in New Mexico and Oregon. There's One of those two stuck to his guns, at least. There's more. There's there's more to that. We'll get there. On April 28th, my daughter's birthday, actually, April 28th, oh. Comcast NBC Universal purchases DreamWorks Animation for 3.8 billion. And all I can think of. Could they have purchased the rights to this thing and just killed it? Well, this wasn't DreamWorks. This was it, like it wasn't. Sony. Yeah. There's like nine production companies at the start of this. So it's yeah. like Sony just farmed it out to a million different companies. Pretty much. And then I bled a little bit into early May again, uh, somewhat to finish on the world of politics. But I wish you hadn't, but go ahead. Uh, Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circus officially retires its elephants after a final show in Providence, Rhode Island. And shortly thereafter, in 20, I think late 2017, Barnum & Bailey's no longer exists yeah completely shut down in some ways i mean i understand the animal rights issues but in some ways maybe it's just the thing of my childhood in some ways it's kind of sad that the circus really doesn't exist no i'm not sad about that elephants are very very intelligent and i I actually do think that that was cruel the elephant portion i'm not i'm just saying that the fact that it couldn't survive 
18 months basically after after that decision that the circus oh, was no it's more. It's sad they couldn't find a way to right. make, keep to, the circus alive. Yeah, to, yeah. to basically keep the circus alive because there's a lot of people, performers and stuff that the, the circus employed a lot of people. No, in that case I agree with you. It was definitely a Chicago tradition for many years that yeah. they, would, they would be around in November. And, yeah. And they, at the United Center and the All-State Arena. And I, I took my kids. So my kids have seen it but they will never see another Ringling and Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. Yeah, I agree it's sad that the circus couldn't stick around but I, I am kind of fascinated by elephants and like they're deeply emotional creatures. Okay. And that's, I, I, I never was cool with Understood. them being in the circus. Fair enough. Before I finish out the history, the New York Times bestseller is One With You by Sylvia Day. I looked it up. It is part of the Crossfire series. Another one, uh, young adult novels. No, I think they're actually an older, older adult. So I, what is that? <laughs> Adolescent adult? I'm not sure what that is. Uh, series. Okay. I think there were four of them. The Billboard 100. I don't even current songs. I don't know. Work by Rihanna featuring Drake. Don't know it. I don't know that one either. All right. And to finish out history. We're officially old. That's uh, fine. I, I knew. I at least knew uh, Thrift Shop. We, we knew some movies in the, the 90s and 2000s. Maybe yeah. we'll have a chance. That's the whole point of doing this podcast. Now we're here talking about Rihanna. I don't know. Rihanna from Adam. I don't know. I do know Rihanna, but I don't know that song. On May 3rd and May 4th, Ted Cruz and John Kasich throw in the towel and cancel their campaigns. So their coordinated yeah, great, path great plan, guys. lasted from... April 25th until May 3rd. <laughs> Power it down. <laughs> well, to be, it's not surprising when you consider that that was obviously like a desperation move anyway. So. I, I understand, but I found it somewhat sardonically comical. We laugh because it hurts. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right, so that was history. So we move on to the big picture. All right. Do we have to? <laughs> you want to talk? We'll talk. I'm a sucker for good conversation. So how short do we want to keep this plot summary? Because there's really not much plot. Uh, I don't know. I'll give it a shot. It's, it's Star Wars, except Luke Skywalker is a weird rodent. Lombax. A Lombax. Meanwhile, there's like a corporation creating a super weapon to destroy planets. And also, they make a deal with some scientists to create an army of robots. One of those robots is a defect <laughs> and escapes. It's, is, is that a jab at Stallone or the script? Uh, kind of, well, both. I kind column of Column A, column B. I'm sure, you know, what did Stallone have to work with? Nothing. <laughs> so it's not his fault. I, I continued to wonder why he did this. And I know you said maybe his kids or whatever enjoyed that, it, but. That's my guess. When this game, I mean, he's in his 70s. I mean, how old are his kids? He's got teenage daughters. Does he? Okay. I, I follow his Instagram and they, he's, he's constantly like annoying them. It's like, well, what are you doing? And just like, like tens of thousands of people are watching him annoy his daughters. So I, I, I sometimes watch those just because right. he also uh, enjoys annoying Frank Stallone, which I take <laughs> a lot of appreciation out of. This one a couple years ago, he just locked Frank Stallone out of his house. And Frank Stallone's like, let me in. He's like, oh, Frank, oh, you can't get into my house. Hey. It was great. Awesome. I loved it. No, but I think, yeah, his daughters are better the right age to have right. played this. Because the first game came out in like 2006 or something. I think something. it might have even been a few years before yeah, that, but whatever. Maybe. Early 2000s, I think. There were PlayStation 2 games. No, so, I, th yeah. I think the original I thought was a PlayStation. Okay, I don't know. There's, there's a reason why, because in my details, there's actually the... Well, whatever. We'll, we'll get there. But there's a sound effect of the original PlayStation booting up. Oh, yes. So, yeah. All right. I will, I'll take my attempt. Chairman Drek, voiced by Paul Giamatti, mm -hmm. wants to build a planet paradise from taking the best parts of many other planets. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot that was what he was trying to do. <laughs> Dr. Nefarious apparently wants to turn the solar system into dust and gas. 
Ratchet just wants to be a famous Galactic Ranger. I like the actual Star Wars, Star Wars franchise better. End plot summary. Yeah, well, there's he he there's the Galactic Rangers and there's Colonel Quark, Captain Quark, Captain Captain Quark. I don't want to get his rank wrong. That would be horrible. Well, he gets demoted at the end of the movie, <laughs> does he? Yeah, he goes down to private. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the end of this movie. <laughs> Let's not jump the gun. Yeah, but he, there's the Galactic Rangers who are supposedly supposed to protect the galaxy from evils like these two villains who aren't doing anything about like. Certainly about the first planet is destroyed. I guess they just don't know. Oh, there's mold. There's like five or six that are destroyed. Yeah, but theoretically, they're supposed to protect the galaxy. There's only five of them, but whatever. Uh, it's a video game right. story, so it makes sense. Uh, yeah, and then Ratchet is a Lombax who... What 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 animal... I'm only... It's only just now occurring to me. What animal is Quark? Because this is, is this some kind of like... It's a cartoon world where everybody's an animal. But are, are, is everybody an animal? I don't even remember if he's a thing or not, or if he's just like Captain a Clark? man. Yeah. No, I think he's just supposed to be a human, a, a guy. Okay, that's weird. Didn't even realize until because I mean, some, it's like mixed. There's some humans and some like animal creatures, I, and I'm sure he is probably in the video games. And I'm yeah, again, he is. I okay. Looked I looked that up because I, I what I was going to say is he is a poor man's Mister Incredible. Having just recently seen Incredibles two, I'm sure it was at the front of my mind. But right. how is that? Uh, really enjoyed Incredibles too. Okay, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll see it eventually. I think the reviews were maybe a little bit hard on it. I I, my, I took my kids actually on Father's Day. We all really enjoyed it. So okay, well, that's good. That that set aside, I'm sure that's why it's front of mind that Captain Quark is a poor man's Mister Incredible. But Mister Mr. Incredible's never well. I don't. I haven't seen Incredibles too, but he doesn't seem nearly as buffoonish. No, as no, Captain yeah. Quark is. Yeah, no. I mean, he he is buffoonish and a um, egomaniac. Yeah, he's not supposed to be likable in any way. No, even, even at the end, uh, I, I won't jump the gun. But anyway, like, yeah, Ratchet meets Clank. Clank has information that could save the galaxy. They save some planet, which is being attacked by robots and not being destroyed by their super weapon because of reasons. It's like, we must defeat the Galactic Rangers in order to stop them from stopping us from destroying planets. It's like, wait, why don't you just destroy their planet? It's like, there's no logic to any of this stuff. Anyway, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank save the day. They get made Galactic Rangers. And then a bunch of stuff happens. The end. Pretty much. <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what happened from the point, everything up until the point where they become Galactic Rangers feel, is just a copy of Star Wars. Right down to the oh, robot yeah. crashing on the planet. We already covered all that. From the point where they become Rangers. It's like a video game. Just shoot and blow stuff up. It feels like I'm watching someone throw a set of toys in the dryer, and then they're just spinning around <laughs> for an hour. That's a great analogy. I, I, can't, I can't describe anything that happens. They attack, you know, I mean, let's try. Like, they go through, Ratchet goes through some kind of training program, which Clank doesn't have to do. <laughs> Wait, can I ask you this? Would you much rather watch the old washer and dryer from The Simpsons race? <laughs> Go dryer. Than yes. watch this movie. Yes. That's Sorry, that analogy just that's immediately what my mind went to. Well, that's, that's so much more compelling. <laughs> There's at least drama there. Which one's going to finish first? The washer or the dryer? Yeah, I, I would rather watch that. I'd rather watch anything than this movie. Because it's like, okay, they, they join the Rangers. They set up some plan to attack a uh, bad guy's planet. I don't remember... The bad guy's name at all. Oh. You just said it. I don't remember what it is. Drek. Chairman Drek and yeah. Dr. Dr. Nefarious. Nefarious. Okay. Both of which I think were villains in the actual games. Yeah, I think. Different games. This is literally a, an adaptation of the story from the first game. And you can tell because. 
I think the reason why it's so hard to remember what happens is because they gloss over all the action. It's like, we're going to attack Drek's planet and stop him. And then it's like, suddenly the whole sequence is over, right? It's like, what, what even happens in that sequence? They, they convince, Drek convinces Quark, Captain Quark, that he should turn on the Galactic Rangers. Yeah. And they just kind of get out of there. It's like, what do they even do? I guess they chase the bad guys away, right? Is that Effectively, what Effectively, yeah. There's, there's a different type of robot, I don't know, body bodyguard robots. Oh, God, pull. those things. You! Oh, oh, they actually, it's right. You! 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 That clearly is just lifted from the game, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure it is. How long do you think that sequence went on? How many times do you think you hear the, the thing? The, you! You don't hear that sound that much, but there is a lot of them getting blown up. I don't know. For, I, when I was watching it, I'm just like, I can't take this. It was like torture. It's, you. I, I, there was like a minute, a solid, maybe it wasn't that long, but it's like a solid minute of these, these robots going, you over and over and over. And they're chasing our heroes, and our heroes are chasing them. They're shooting them and blowing them up, and they've got all kinds of crazy guns or whatever. Yeah, and our heroes are, even though they're within 15 feet of like 10 of them, not one of those 10 ever can hit the hero. Right. Oh, it, it it really did remind me kind of of G.I. Joe in the sense that, you know, whenever there was like a gunfight in G.I. Joe, it's just like good guys on this side of the screen, bad guys on this side of the screen, lasers, 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 just randomly shooting at nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like a, a, a texture of lasers. It's like a light show. Yeah. It, there's no like, it's not like this person is shooting at this person and this person dodged or what, you know, it's, it's just a weird, it's, it's the impression of an action sequence. Right. But there is no action sequence, and I think the reason maybe why that is is because they're adapting this video game, and video games have cutscenes, and then when it's time to actually do something, the player does it. Right. But in this movie... It like, just takes the cutscenes, basically. It, the, the finale action sequence is a montage, where they're like, okay, here's the plan. You're going to do this, and then they just show them doing it. You're going to do this, and then you show, them, show Ratchet doing this. It's just like, everyone's got to deactivate the power, and got to do this, and this. And within 30 seconds, by the time the movie is, has explained what our heroes it's have to do. It's all done. It's done. Yeah. It's as if there's a level missing there. Or it's like, oh, we're supposed to play the level. This movie feels like it was made by people who only know how to write cutscenes for video games and don't actually know how to show the action because they're used to the player doing it. Maybe you're right. I think so. I mean, that's, that's how it felt to me. Just like, why are we... This movie is spending so much time in, like, the in-between parts of, like, explaining what's about to happen. And then when it happens, it's nothing. It's not interesting. It's just, it's just over. Immediately. So you're saying it's Costanza. I can sum it up for you in one word. Nothing. That's way too interesting a description for this movie. All right. This isn't a movie about nothing. This movie is the absence of something. Fair enough. <laughs> Does that make sense? I, I, think, uh, I think we've covered the plot pretty well. Or did you have more that you want to... Well, I mean, we are skipping over like a good 40 minutes of this movie because it's like... But what is there? Quark, Quark turns on them, on the Galactic Rangers. Yeah, he disables. But of course, even though he disables all their weapons, they're never in that much peril, and they all survive and are fine. Well, it's like, I don't understand the sequence of events, because there's the action sequence where Quark is, like, wooed by the bad guys or whatever. Yeah. Then they all head back to base. Like, good job, we scared the bad guys. Like, they accomplished nothing in that sequence, other than it's only there so that... For the plot point. Yeah, for yeah. the plot point. Then, yeah, Quark, he betrays the Galactic Rangers, allowing the bad guys to blow up another planet. Yep. And we're, there's, there's this beat where, like, okay, Ratchet is captured. And they're like, we're going to let you go just so you can wallow in your guilt about let, letting this planet get destroyed. 
But he wasn't responsible for anything. Like, he did his best to stop it, and Quark's the one who should feel guilt. So there's this whole beat. This movie's going through the motions of the hero's journey. I'm actually glad we're talking about this movie after First Blood, because I talked about the yeah. Joseph Campbell hero's journey. You know, it's like movies started, after Star Wars, movies started using this template to tell stories. And this is the template without any substance. Because <laughs> it's, there's the, here's the point where the hero has been defeated, and oh, he's... He's, you know, he some kind of character flaw has led him to, in theory, some kind of character flaw has led him to fail, and now he's going to learn from his mistake and grow as a, as a person. But he didn't do anything wrong, and what's his character flaw that he thinks too big? And this movie is trying to convince us that the moral of the story is don't do the big thing, just do the right thing. But he never learns that lesson, and then by the end... He's, all he's doing is talking about how I can't wait until another planet is threatened so that I can save the day again. It's like you didn't learn anything. And we skipped over the part where he terrorizes an old man and fixes up his car. It's horrible, like, sequence where this old man is... I kind of forgot about that, but at the same time, is it really that important to the plot? It is important because it's an opportunity at the end to show that now he's doing the right thing and not just the the big thing. Maybe he goes back to that old man and makes good and says, oh, I'm sorry for terrorizing you. Here's, I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to make good. He doesn't do that. He doesn't give a damn about that old man. He just wants to save the planet again and again and again because he's a video game character and this movie's trying to convince us that the lesson is don't do the big thing, do the right thing, and he never learns that lesson. It's just a platitude. It's empty. It's a total empty platitude. I hate this movie. Holy smokes. We gotta get to a new segment before you have a heart attack. I'm not done talking about the plot of this movie because (laughs) wait, on that same note is Quark, who turns on our heroes and then supposedly has a change of heart and learns his lesson. What's the book that he writes? The title of the book that he writes on his apology tour is I said I was sorry, okay, which shows that he learned nothing. Character growth is for suckers, according to this movie. Nobody learns anything. Nobody grows. Nobody. They, Ratchet and Clank say a tearful goodbye. Oh, we met each other. And even though they barely interact this whole movie, Clank is a backpack that he floats around on, a second-class citizen. He has, no, and he has absolutely nothing to do. He has given no characterization. He's just a backpack. He's not even allowed to fly around on himself, at least if he's got jets. At least R2-D2 got to fly around. <laughs> so Clank only works. They say, oh, you can only fly when you're attached to Ratchet because you draw power from Ratchet's backpack or something. It's like, what? You can't give him his own backpack? You let it, you can't let him exist on his own without being attached to Clank. It is Ratchet and Clank. Oh, Who comes I, first? Of course, and I'm sure it's because of the video game. It's like, yeah, that's the way it worked in the video game. Is Clank had uh, Ratchet had Clank on his back, and you could fly around with a backpack. What I'm sure that's why. But when you're making a movie, and the, one of the title characters is literally just a backpack to let our, the real main character fly around. I'm, I honestly, we should move on. You're right because I'm just getting so worked up. I know that's why I tried moving you. No, I, 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 I don't want to let this movie off the hook for any of these. Things I don't. Look, I don't disagree with you. Nope. There isn't. There isn't character development. There aren't characters. But they're right. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Is it? They start in the same place, but they don't really have much depth to begin with. So. Oh, but yeah, the tearful goodbye. Which we'll move on. But let me just you know. Ratchet and Clank have a tearful goodbye. I hope we meet again someday because that's just a thing that happens in these movies. This movie's just going through the motions. Literally two minutes later, Clank shows up again. Oh, like, maybe you could use some help on working on that spaceship. Why did you have the goodbye scene? <laughs> I swear it was less than two minutes. Oh, it, it was. It absolutely it was. It was the next scene. I was going to say, it's almost a cut scene to that, I think. <laughs> I think so. I think it's the next there scene. Might be, the, you may get the, the Quark not learning. Uh, you yeah, know, his maybe. book tour might be in between, but I think that that's it, and then it cuts to you. Yeah, need some like, help with that proton cleaning or whatever it is? Yeah. All right. 
Uh, technology, technology. Fine, I'll move on. It's already up in the cloud. What cloud? What cloud? The good news on this one is with it being a futuristic, quote-unquote, animated movie, I'm not going to have much. I only really have one thing for this, and it maybe actually is more for the, the not the big picture, but our, our questions. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it here anyway. So do you think that anything could have been salvaged here if this had been live action instead of animation? So it, it made me think, this made me think a little bit of Mario Brothers, and that's the reason why I, I had it in our intro. I don't think that's the case, but I'm just curious. Would that have been more interesting? I don't know how you'd do it. Yeah, I, was, I don't know how that works. Everyone's just a human being, and I mean, at that point, it's just Star Wars. Like, that movie exists. It's called Star Wars. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I mean, you could never do it as well as Star Wars, so why even bother? The fact that inherent to this story is one of our main characters is just a jetpack. It's like, honestly, I don't know how we make that work. It only, it, a jet pack. it only works because that character was designed that way for gameplay purposes, right? not for story purposes. Right. Well, no, this wasn't meant to be a movie. No, and it does not work as a movie. So I don't, I, I, to answer your question, I don't think it would have worked as a uh, fact. I don't think it would have made a difference. I, I didn't think that this would be a long conversation, but that's what I had. What, you got anything in the technology no, realm? I didn't do a lot of homework for this. I, I don't care enough about this movie to say how it's only two years old anyway. It's like, I don't know. The more, what's funny what's, is the, what's changed in movies in the last two years that's worth like pointing out or talking about? No, not a lot, but hey, I'm, I'm all for um, completion, completionism. And uh, it's a segment, so I did my best. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. There's just nothing to talk about this whole movie. Like I, I've gotten, I've I've gotten all my bile out about it. I guess that's uh, actually probably not true. I've plenty. Oh, of I'm sure to- there's more because when we move on to the next segment, I'm sure you're going to think of some things that'll get you all fired up. I, I don't think people are going to be thinking. I I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> as angry as you're getting, I hope it's at least interesting. Like I don't think it's. Let me put it this way. You know, doing this podcast, I think it's important. It's important to me. I won't speak for you. It's important to me to not put more snark onto the internet. You know what I mean? It's just, people make careers out of that of just like the angry whatever, the angry video game you know reviewer, or the angry movie guy. It's just like you know, this is a whole, this is a thing all over the internet, and I don't want to contribute to that. But I'm actually angry. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a bit. <laughs> I'm not putting on. I'm not, I'm not putting this on as as like a gimmick. I actually hate this movie. I can tell. Okay, I, I hope so. I hope that it's clear that this is genuine and not like a bit. Because I don't, I hate that about people on the internet. I hate it when people do that. I'm just like, I only watch bad movies and I complain about them and watch, oh, watch my show. It's like, I agree. I mean, we've tried not to do that. We've tried to be balanced in, in right. this. And I hope that's clear because, yeah, I think what's, what I like about our podcast is we watch good movies and we watch bad movies. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do all of one or all of the other. No, you react accordingly. So, but you know, I, it, so that's the only thing that makes me feel bad about the way I'm reacting now. Just like, oh, I'm just being that guy. I'm being that angry guy on the internet who is trying Fair. to. No, I. But I, sometimes it's appropriate. So we we did our best here on uh, on technology to try and point out ways that technology might have changed this story. But <laughs> you're trying to stick to these segments. I don't care about these segments. Let's move on to questions. I have no questions. No, I want to the, ask you a bunch of questions. It's not even the right segment. Immediately. The next segment is the little detail. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I'm you're doing right. my best to keep this train on the track. <laughs> you're right, because it's out of order. That cardboard headstone tipped over. The, this graveyard is obviously phony. That button is out of order. That's why I always miss it. I, can you just splice in right now from Injustice for All? You're out of order. The 
This whole podcast is out of order. Yes. All right. This, so it's not even worth. I you know for for our listeners, I don't want to like just blow this episode off and not put in the effort. But I'm sorry, I'm not putting in the effort because I don't. I just couldn't bring myself. Fair enough. To put together. Can you let me keep this on the tracks though? Please do. I've got I've got some notes. Like I'm just gonna have to find them. You go ahead first. All right. So. I, di- I tried to find a silver lining, and I opened up my notes with the most positive thing. There's two positive things that I could find in this movie. Wow, I'm happy. To, I'd be excited to hear what they are. Because- okay. Are you re- so the first one, I've, I've got the first one. You want me to lay it on you? Sure. The only mildly entertaining thing that I, I found in this movie, I did like when the, the cut scenes were away and you would have it established, you're on the deplanetizer or you're, you know, wherever. There would be some mildly comedic title card thing. Yeah. I, I was grasping at straws, mm. but there were a few of those that were at least decent. I thought the movie was grasping with those. Just like the, the whole like <laughs> evil, okay. evil speech in three, two, one, or whatever. Yeah. Some of those I thought were mildly entertaining. Wasn't one of them like so-and-so evil corporate headquarters now with two locations to serve you? And I think my note was something like this horrible corporate pablum of a movie is making fun of of corporate culture it's like no you're not the kind of you don't get to do this ratchet and clank sony pictures ratchet and clank fair enough you don't get to do that well i tried to find a positive that was one of the most positive i have one, was there, one more. Was, was there was there any of those jokes in particular that you thought was funny because i those are the only two i can remember is evil speech in three two one i I, sh- then, I should have written down there was one that i i thought was legitimately fairly decent <laughs> <laughs> but you can't remember what it is. No, so, so it wasn't that great. Okay, fine. But there, there's one other positive thing I took from this movie that I actually got a genuine laugh out of. Okay. Do you want me to save that for the end so we end on a positive note? Or you want me to just use it now? I'm not going to have a ton, so why don't you just tell me now? All right, so the only thing that I think that actually legitimately, you can criticize me, legitimately entertained me, was that there was a Wilhelm screen and that they did name one of the, the robots Wilhelm. I legitimately laughed at that. If you want to tune me up, feel free. Mm, no, I, I will agree that that's the funniest joke in this movie. Okay. <laughs> that's, that, that's what I'll we'll say. I, I, I smiled. I wouldn't say I laughed out loud, but I smiled at that. I, it's the funniest joke in the movie. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go so far as to say it. it's funny. All right, fair enough. I think, I think it would have been funnier if they had underplayed it a little more. If it was like in the background or like, you know, it's, it's like the whole, it is front and center. It's like a crazy smash zoom to that guy's face. And he goes, Wilhelm, yeah. like it, they overplay it. I mean, that's every joke in this movie is overplayed. I mean, I guess yeah. it's for, it's a kid's movie and like, it's, uh, I suppose I should have said this earlier, but it's like, maybe this movie deserves a little bit of being let off the hook because of being a kid's movie. But it's yeah, like, but that's not true. Cause the thing is having seen Incredibles two kids movies can be quality movies and entertaining um, not just for kids, and don't you know? You can mix in different types of humor. Let me say this though: I do wish that there were more kids' movies today. Incredibles too. A lot of the jokes and references, the stuff, it's not really for kids. And to, to me, I, I'm not, and I'm not trying to, to to defend this movie. Sure. What I I long for, I long for the days, and maybe this was trying to be that of an actual kids' movie. I don't think the parents have to always be entertained when they take their kids to the movies. Yeah, I long, enough. I long, and there actually was one I think I told you that it was just pa- 
panned by credits. Monster trucks. Yeah, I remember you saying that you kind of liked it. I did. And I mean, it was panned by credits. And I'm like, yeah, there isn't much for adults. That's fine. Not every kid's movie has to have a bunch of, uh, uh this is a reference Ferris Bueller's. Day. Even this one had that reference oh, in Ferris yeah. Bueller's Day Off and stuff. I, well, I, the Wilhelm scream. And that's a I, I, Yes, I understand. What, but my point is, is that if this thing was just trying to be lowest common denominator kid, you know, fart humor, I'd be okay with that. I'm okay if movies like that exist. Right, but you can do that well. And yeah, this can, doesn't do that well. Again, right. I'm not defending this movie. Okay. No, so. I, I understand where you're coming from. All right. Okay. Here's, here's, you already kind of touched on this, the PlayStation noise when he's whatever, lowering the shields or whatever. Yep. There's a couple of, of uh, Sony references. Like, this is the thing. I don't know who this movie is for because it seems like this movie is only for Sony executives. Because <laughs> there's, there's, the <laughs> there's the moment where Clank and they're like flying to save the day in that planet that they save. And Clank is like, what manner of creature are you or whatever? And he runs through a bunch of a series of like possibilities. Yep. And they're all other Sony oh, video game characters. I, I recognized all of them by sight, but I only knew one name. One of them, one of them was Sly Cooper. Oh. I've never played Sly Cooper either. But the other ones, I was like, okay, that's a, definitely another Sony video game character. <laughs> also, that is. But I didn't bother. I don't know how you looked that up. Just like all I had was the image. It's like, okay, I know that's something. But gotcha. It's one of them, Sly Cooper. But again, it's like who's who's laughing at that? Like that's one of those things. Just like who's that joke for? Honestly, it's for the Sony executives. Like, I I don't know. If look at how much of our property we got into this movie. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. Especially the Sony. Like I could see Nintendo getting away with something like that if they made a, a movie like yeah. a Mario movie. It's like oh, here's another bunch of other Nintendo characters. What a yeah. funny little Zelda. You know, a whole bunch, right? But it's like there are there are fans of Nintendo. Like Nintendo is so, so much more of like a cohesive universe yeah and brand not to like put it too much in like corporate marketing terms but it's like it's so much more cohesive that it's like yeah i could see even like little kids appreciating that it's like oh there's zelda in the mario movie or whatever whereas this is, i don't think anyone is sony fans who's going like hey that was sly cooper yeah it's like who gives a damn about sly cooper <laughs> touche yeah because didn't wasn't there a uh oh it was this rpg series i think i played the first one kingdom hearts where you had the disney Disney characters in Realm, and I think you had... Did you have Nintendo in those? I no, think. that's that's a Square game, so, like, they make Final Fantasy. And yeah, so they're... Yeah, maybe that's the reason why I played it. But you had some Disney characters mixed in there, so not a good example, but I could see where that would work. There are far more yeah. oh, Nintendo that. character properties that have a universe, if you will, that I could see overlapping and doing something than... I didn't know that this was a Sony property before we did this, and I'm not sure I could name another... Sony character. No, I mean, definitely not mascots. Even the idea of like mascots is so old fashioned these days, anyway. Even in 2016, it's like the idea of like Nintendo's grandfathered in. Yeah, and Sega would have been with Sonic, right? But Sega doesn't make hardware anymore. So it's like Sonic games are just on everything now. Like the idea of identifying a mascot with a particular piece of hardware like like it was back when we were kids of like Sonic, yeah. Sonic and Mario. It's like Mario's the only one left. No, it's when people buy like a PlayStation 4. They're not going like, ooh, I have to get the new Ratchet and Clank game. It's like they're buying it to play like Uncharted and stuff like that. Like right. much, much more right. Next, sophisticated X- game. Right. And Xbox never had one, right? Because Xbox didn't exist when the mascot, you know, the realm would have been established. Because, I mean, if, if PlayStation hadn't come around when it did, which was at the tail end, right, of Sega. Right. And PlayStation 1 was still trying to do the mascot thing. Exactly. Xbox never felt the need to because it was clear with the PlayStation 2, hey, we don't really need this, right? People are buying... The, the people who grew up on Mario 
grew up on Atari, they're the ones that are probably buying these systems and can afford it. They don't want mascots. They don't want cute characters. They want, you know, kind of other hardcore gamers. And so Xbox never had it because it didn't need one. But it's like the the gamers who want that kind of mascot-y thing, they buy Nintendos because Nintendo is always the best at it. Yeah. You know, carve out your own niche. Like every, like Sony and, and uh, Microsoft have both kind of learned, like, we're not going to make those kind of games. That's Nintendo's niche, and we can't compete with them there, so we'll make more sophisticated games. Or we'll make, right. you know, not to imply that Nintendo games are simple or unsophisticated, but it's like, you know, they just it's a different kind of a... It's a different market. I mean, yeah. again, they get out, not to be too corporate, but it's a different market. It is. And in 2016, it's like, again, I don't know how much people cared about Ratchet & Clank when it first came out, so 14 years later. I mean, it really would be like making the Bonk's Adventure movie today. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I do not remember Bonk's Adventure That much. was the TurboGrafx-16. No, no, I remember, I remember the name Bonk, but I don't remember right. anything about the game. Right. It's like... A mascot from two, two or three hardware generations ago. It's like, who cares? The license probably has expired. You and I could probably write that movie. <laughs> you want to do that now? Let's not talk about uh, Ratchet and Clank anymore. Let's pitch our Bonk's adventure movie. <laughs> he was a caveman who had a hard head. That was, the, that was the premise of that game. Could you wallop his head with a surgical two-by-four? Probably. I'm sure he just bonked everything with his head. That's All why right. he's called bonk. I felt like I needed to get at least one Stallone reference in here, so I did have that Victor, he plays this giant robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, so that that's just a- Stallone's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. He's a henchman for Chairman Drek. Uh, we find out he is not waterproof. All of the other robots, apparently, in this universe are. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a fantastic point. The defect model, the one who got screwed up somehow. Yes. Is waterproof, I guess, because technically Stallone's character didn't wasn't from that assembly line. Correct. No, he exists before they start a, manufacturing those robots. He's an older model, yeah, or something. Yes, a different model, so of a different alloy, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, they needed to find a way for Clank to be able to defeat him. Yeah, I know. What's but, what's? I was just calling him Stallone Bot in my notes. Uh, Victor. Victor. It's Victor something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Clank is called Clank, and then Victor's just called Victor. Victor the robot. No, he's got a fuller name like, you know. Oh, it's like v- Vic- V1 something. No, Victor like Vicious or so- something. Like, he has a more full name, but it's shortened to Victor. Why does he get to have a, a real I name? I don't know. Right? Like he's of German descent. You know, Victor. <laughs> Save that Victor for- von Robotenstein. <laughs> Save that for the devil's advocate. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I don't have much else. I have maybe one or two others. You got anything else for the little details? Uh, I'm scrolling through my notes. All right, that's fine. Uh, I, I've got one more. If you've got something, go ahead. Yeah, so I don't know if you noticed when they were going through Ratchet's training and they were he cycling through all the different weapons, which I'm sure for the fans of the game, they recognized them all. Oh, God, yes. It seemed like every one of those, the names, and maybe this came before the Nerf gun version, but it seemed like there was a, it was a Nerf gun name for everything. The Intimidator. The Anni- I don't know if it was the Annihilator, but all of them had. And if you, I mean, you're my, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all were like Nerf guns to me, and that's that's my my son is eight, so he plays with them, and I do with them too. I'm like, which came first, the Nerf gun version or the Ratchet and Clank? I think there's probably a common denominator there, and that is the video game designers and the Nerf gun designers have similar sensibilities and know what appeals to kids, <laughs> to little boys who want to shoot guns. <laughs> the Venn diagram is a perfect overlap of yeah. two circles right well if, if you're eight years old and you want to you know have a cool gun you're probably rather have the annihilator than you know the whatever pcd 4000 or whatever right. something generic yeah so i'm that's probably what it is just like what's like we need we need 30 names for guns come up with them and it's just you know people people sitting in a room pulling their hair out going yeah. i have the annihilator yeah, yeah it's good yeah it's good <laughs> 
okay. So I have a lot of questions, so I'm trying to save these for questions. But let's just move on to we, questions. We already talked about I'm sure I got a couple of things. Just give me a sec. You said you didn't take any notes. You've got notes. Over I took there. notes, but I didn't organize my notes. This is this is how you can tell whether I care about the movie or not. Is if I organize my, I I'll, I'll watch the movie and I'll be taking notes as I'm watching the movie, and then if I I just can't deal with organizing my notes if I don't want to deal with it. So like, I can't wait to get to the Rocky rating on this movie. By the way. <laughs> I've got a special rating for this one. Oh, 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 he's going outside of the box. I am. Wow. It may be in poor taste, but I don't care. It's, <laughs> it's, this movie deserves it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try and push this episode along as fast as I can now because I want to get to that portion. Okay. All I've got is questions. There's a million questions. Let's just move on. All right. Time here. for the devil's advocate. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Remember when you heard that a minute ago? Uh, yeah, so while I hope this is not uh, listeners' first episode that uh, they're listening to, just in case... Oh, yeah, we haven't been explaining our segments. <laughs> no, I've tried. Believe it or not, I've done my best to keep this thing on the rails. Oh, okay, uh, so. This is the segment where Kevin and I will do our best to ask rhetorical questions or actual questions and try and answer the things that we found in the movie and then try our best to answer those questions. Sometimes we succeed, sometimes we fail miserably. Sometimes we don't bother. Sometimes, or sometimes we just go, that's a good question, and, yeah. and move on. Yeah. I'm gonna, you said you had a bunch of questions, so I'm going to let you start off. So. I do. So, I mean, first thing, I, let's talk about, we didn't really talk about how the fact that Ratchet and Clank fight Quark at the end in a boss battle-esque sequence where they're flying around and shooting various guns at each other. Yes. And there's a moment where Ratchet shoots a goo gun at... Uh, Quark, right? It's just like this big globule of green, like, snot-looking stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Quark's just like, ah! And he gets trapped in the goo. Then Ratchet lands and goes, ah, he's too good. What the, what, what are they doing in this movie? Every one of my questions is like, what is, what is this movie doing? But, like, literally at a moment where Ratchet has defeated Quark, albeit temporarily, that's the moment where they decide to go, oh, he's too good. I guess it's not a question. I should have brought that up in the previous second. <laughs> Fair enough. So, okay, go ahead. I'll figure out what I'm doing over here. Okay, so pretty early in the movie, you've got Ratchet in um, his, I, I guess, his room in the fix-it shop, because he, he, we we really glossed over this. John Goodman provides a voice in this and is apparently like a father figure. He's, uh, he's Uncle Owen to uh, to Ratchet. Well, he does survive, unlike Uncle Owen. They weren't willing to go that far <laughs> with the Star Wars parallels. Yes. Also, he's here to impart this movie's one lesson, which the movie tells but does not show. Fair enough. Well, so we see Ratchet working out because he, you know, he wants to be at a Galactic Ranger. Yes. And he's got this series of robot I don't know, it's like Captain America, not Captain America. Who is it? Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. In oh, yeah. Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom. Uh, so the Captain Freedom-like robot. So my question to you is, do robots need to work out, or are these workout videos for organic creatures to really push themselves? Because think about it. He says, now do it, do their 2,000 or something push-ups or 200. It's like, what? I think he says 2,000. Yeah. I, mean, I think Ratchet says, like, I can keep up with it. Like He, can't, it free, he briefly goes like, oh, no, I can't do that. But then doesn't he try? And then He tries until it gets to the 2,000. I mean, for a robot, the robot could do 2,000. It doesn't seem fair that uh, the organic creatures are going to try and keep up with a robot. I don't understand anything about this world, so it's hard to answer these questions. I, it, I guess the, the workout is for... Well, is, is Quark in the video, or is it just robots? It's just robots. Okay. Captain Quark is not in the video. No, it is some sort of... You, you probably got confused because we said Captain, but no. 
It is just robots. There's a Captain Freedom-esque robot, right? Yes, it's that's what I said. It? Yes, it's okay. leading it. And then there's a bunch of other robots in the background doing, right, okay. doing the I, same moves. I was confused. I couldn't remember if Captain Quark no. was in that video or not. No. Yeah, it was probably just for robots then, and it's like... Ratchet brought the... The Lombax he, is trying to be... He bought the wrong cassette. No. He ordered the wrong cassette, you know? Fair it's enough. Like, it's yes. like when you buy a Region 2 you know, DVD, it's like, ah, <laughs> right. I'm just going to watch that. I'm going to watch I'm going to make, make, uh, make do with what I bought. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Let's talk about Clank. Clank is created by the assembly line of evil robots. Yes. The bad guys are forming... Defect. He's a defect. We're going to hear that a lot in a second. I've got... <laughs> I've got a, I didn't want to do research, so I did something different for, okay. for that segment. So yeah, he's a defective war robot. A, why is he so much tinier than the rest of the robots, other than just that's the way Clank, that's how Clank looks, so they had to make him look like that. But B, why does he have this moral code where it's like, he immediately knows who the Galactic Rangers are, he knows that they're good, and he was literally just born. He's like, I have to save the Galactic Rangers. It's like the first thing he thinks after being created. Well, okay, but those robots are designed specifically to defeat the Galactic Rangers. So it does okay. make sense that he would have the history of the Galactic Rangers. They're automatically given this knowledge of who the Rangers are yes. because they're being designed to destroy them. Yeah, I, I think that, that that's explained. Now, why why he has a moral compass and he's far more self-aware, I, I it's the lightning, apparently, that was the bolt of lightning. It's, it, was it, he struck by lightning, or are you just... Yeah, no, the, well, he wasn't struck by lightning, but the reason the defect happens is there's some, something shuts, you know, there's like a lightning bolt, which I'm not sure why there's lightning in space. I didn't even notice this. But it does, and then it like powers down the system, and Nefarious has to turn it back on. Oh, right. And, and that is the creation. So apparently, lightning, you can travel back in time. The 1.21 gigawatts of electricity creates defective robots and time travel. So it's literally just Johnny Five, then. Oh, he's struck by lightning. I You're th- right. It's Johnny Five. I thought you it were making Star Wars and Johnny Five. <laughs> I thought you were making a reference to Johnny Five when you said he was struck by lightning because I didn't remember that he was struck by lightning. I didn't. I didn't make the connection between the lightning and all the power going out, and I didn't connect the fact that, that yeah, caused yeah. the defect. Yeah, that causes the defect. I thought so it was just like here's it's two Johnny Five. No, you're, but you're right. You just made the connection for me. I forgot about Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Five is struck by lightning, and then he's alive. <laughs> you're right. No disassemble. And then he, he, yeah, and he has a moral code. He doesn't want to kill. You're he right. Was, he is a war robot who is designed to not kill. So it, it basically, this is just ripping off of Star Wars and Short Circuit. Yeah. Ratchet is Luke Skywalker and Clank is <laughs> Johnny Five. Five. Neither one nearly as entertaining as the, the original. So I guess that answers your question on how to do this live action. Is You, you just replace R2-D2 with Johnny Five and there's your movie. Right? right? Yes, you're right. <laughs> you know? No disassemble. You know, he'd be really sad to see those Jawas dead. Like, no, just, you know just assemble dead. Well, and I know, again, that I'm sure this is in the video games, but think about it. You know how Johnny Five has that, like, plunger that he uses? Sure. And he fires out. And he swings on it sometimes. And he swings on it. Ratchet has that same... The only thing Ratchet, like, consistently has is that, like, grappling thing. Oh, that you're is, right. Does that, that come, is, does that come out of Clank, though? Is it that, doesn't come out of Clank. Okay. It comes out of Ratchet, but that's effectively Johnny Five's move. Yeah, Johnny Five uses it at the end of Short Circuit 2 when he basically becomes the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> and, and catches that guy in the speedboat. <laughs> you want to talk about Short Circuit 2? I will gladly do that. I love Short Circuit 2. I love that analogy. Johnny Five becomes the Punisher. He totally becomes the Punisher at the end of that movie. Watch Short Circuit 2 and th- remember that he turns into the Punisher. Once you get to the end of that movie, he oh. assembles himself a mohawk out of like spare parts. He does. And they play I Need a Hero on the soundtrack. It does. I remember that sequence. It's so bad. It's fun, though. I legitimately love that movie. It's not bad. How dare you? I won't accept that. 
This just made this Johnny, episode worthwhile that I got. We have the audio drop of, yeah, the one where Johnny Five becomes the Punisher. He does. He totally does. I'm not wrong. <laughs> That's also the movie where Johnny Five helps uh, with that guy uh, with his, his love life and takes over a billboard. Remember that part? No, I forgot that part. That's the one with Oscar, right? Yeah, Oscar's Oscar the, the bad, ban- guy. The ba- ban- he's, bad he, guy banker. He's the he's the guy driving the speedboat at the end. That, yes, uh, Johnny Five. No, what's the what's the Indian guy's name? But played by a white guy. Oh yeah, the um, uh, culture appropriate. You know yeah. what? Have you have you watched Master of None? Oh, I saw that episode. I Did watched, you finally I, see that? I, I haven't watched the series as a whole, but be, once, I, once I learned that there was yeah. a short the circuit, opening. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I got to watch that episode. Uh, I did watch that, yeah. F- uh, Fisher Stevens is actually who plays, the, yeah, who's white, that plays a, an Indian American. I don't remember the character's name, but that guy's going on a date. And he's like, number Johnny Five, help me with my date. And so Johnny Five takes over a nearby billboard <laughs> and, tell, and tells him what to, <laughs> what say, to say on the billboard. So it's Cyrano. But then... The yeah, Bergier, it is exactly, exactly but, that. Okay, or, yeah. it's, or it's Roxanne, if you prefer. The oh. Steve Martin film. That's <laughs> okay. based on Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah. Um, no, but there, it, he's taking over this billboard. I just All I want to do is talk about Short Circuit 2 now. But he takes over the billboard, tells the guy what to say, but then a cat jumps on his transmitter halfway through, and the, the advertisements take back over. And so the guy's on a date going, well, you know, it takes a... It, no, it, it takes I do remember. T- <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Because I can remember. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Oh, does, no, that's not the part I'm thinking of. Oh, I'm pretty... Th- uh, my memory is he says, it takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. For some reason, I remember Fisher Stevens saying, wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? That might have been in the first movie. I'm oh. less familiar with Short Circuit 1. All right. I don't, I'm not interested. If it has Steve Gutenberg in it, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> but if it has Michael McKeon... And, yeah, and the and the that's the first Michael McKeon movie I ever saw. That's the first time I ever saw that. That movie. is the first Michael McKeon. I'm positive. You hadn't seen Spinal Tap? No, not at that age. I was like nine or something. Oh, you saw it when it actually was in theaters? Short Circuit. Two. I, I saw it on TV. I don't know if I saw it in theaters, but I saw it a lot on TV. I so. know where I saw it. Rented at Farmore on okay. VHS. Wow, I didn't know Farmore. Uh, they rented. Uh, Absolutely, we always. That was where we always rent movies. I don't remember Farmore. Uh, all right, so let me let me fire off another question to you. Uh, I guess. What do you mean, you guess? <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't intended to be a shot at you. I'm, I'm just sick of talking about this movie, but go ahead. All right. So do you remember? I, the, I apologize. Do you I, remember? I accidentally t- t- took a shot at you. I didn't mean to. The plan sequence where Captain Quark lays out his plan and they'd be home in time for waffles. I don't remember that line. Oh, uh, well, he, he really and he reiterates it. So what I wanted to ask you, is this the, like, Cohagen, since he winds up being a bad guy, is this the equivalent <laughs> of... Time, yeah, I will finish him off and be in time, home in time for cornflakes. That is very similar. You're right. I just wondered. Uh, I, by the way, I prefer Cohagen's cornflakes, his delivery, and uh, the choice of cornflakes over waffles. Uh, Sony well. probably didn't want to pay for the brand. Didn't want to have to pay for the the brand name of cornflakes, right? Because isn't that isn't that a specific? About, oh yeah, it's, uh, it's Kellogg's. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it's, it is. Why is it always breakfast? Be home in time for cornflakes and or waffles. Ooh, like it should be question. in time for dinner, right? Yeah, it should. In time for chicken dinner or whatever dinner. That's that's a good point. If you're home in time for breakfast, that means you were out late. Like it's probably that means it took a long time. It took all night. <laughs> you had to go all the way through. You're yeah, right, right? Or unless it's so fat, I'm up. And we already literally. Took, you're done in like 15 minutes. But it's like you're, you're eating breakfast first thing in the morning. I'd rather like, we're gonna go on this mission and then come back and then eat breakfast. Or I guess in <laughs> Cohagen's case, he's gonna destroy the air machine. What? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess so. You got any more questions for me? All right. Here's, again, this is just a criticism of the movie, basically. Maybe this isn't a question, but like, okay. There's the point point halfway through the movie where they've become rangers. Yep. And 
Ratchet is hanging out with Quark and like training with him. And there's like other Rangers, but who cares about them? I guess the only one that uh, that stands out is Rosario Dawson's character, who is like, I sit in this closet and play video games. And I'm, I guess, the smart one, but no one listens to me. Yes, and we bear, we never really are able to hear any of her plans to really know if she's the smart one. She, <laughs> even, she might even, be, but we don't actually know. Even when we finally hear it, because, again, in theory, uh, Ratchet has learned a lesson and said, let's listen to her. She's got a plan. And then she goes, like, we can move the planet destroyer out of the way. How do we do that? Oh, I don't know yet. So you still don't have a plan. Even maybe this is why no one listens to you. It's like your ideas don't have any kind of follow through. It's just like it might be a good idea, but we don't know the full plan. <laughs> Here's the thing: we could theoretically do. We could move the thing out of out of the way. Well, how do we do that? I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So well, then it's not much of a plan. She never has a plan. It's even an by idea. The end. How do they end up moving out of the way? They like they attach their spaceships to. Like, uh, they use lines the and, uh, the mag oh, right. mag generator or whatever it's called. Mag booster. It's the mag booster, and they turn it to point at a different planet. Where the where the it just doesn't hit the planet. They just move it so that it fires. It it misses basically. It misses, but it hits the the paradise planet made out of pieces of other planets. Yeah, right? I well, I have the question on the physics on that because it doesn't look like it's lined up with that planet, but somehow it still hits that planet. It does, whatever. No, there's two planets. I think that's what's the for, no, no no even even the the ones that's pieced together. It doesn't look like it. It looks like that that laser beam is just going off into nowhere, and then somehow it mysteriously hits that planet. But I, I, okay, I, I didn't notice that. But yeah, just let it go. I don't. I don't care enough to argue it. Well, here's my question, and again, maybe this is not a question and just a criticism. But why isn't this movie using this to try to like show that there's a wedge being drawn between Ratchet and Clank? It doesn't even try, right? Isn't that the idea? Is like Ratchet's hanging out with this Quark guy yeah. and. He's, he's ignoring Clank, and it's, it's a sign that Ratchet is going down the wrong path or something. It's like, well, yeah, because he's, what it he's be. following a false idol, right? It's what it should be. Yeah. But it's not there at all, right? Like, there's no, there's no, no. sense that, like, Ratchet no. and Clank are on the outs. So no, 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 not at all. Right. It's, I, why isn't well, the Clank, movie... Clank has no interesting characteristics or personality, no. so they're, I'm not sure how that would even happen, that there would be a falling out. Because he is just a jetpack. But I couldn't tell if the movie thinks that it's conveying a falling out and just failing at it. Or if the movie did like the makers didn't even consider that ratchet and clank would ever have any kind of falling out. You know what I mean? Is it the kind of thing where, well, ratchet and clank are best friends. Obviously this is corporate mandated. That they're best friends. It's like <laughs> the Falcon and the snowman. They can't, they can't be against one another. Right, yeah. I, yeah, I just don't know. It's so hard to tell intent with this movie. Cause it's like, did they intend for there to be this subplot and just it just got lost because they did a bad job of conveying it? Or is it, is it not there at all, but obviously should be, right? It's like, I think it, if this were a better movie, yes, there, that wedge would have been explored and that could have been something interesting, but that's just not what this movie is. It's like your mind almost fills in. There's such a vacuum of story that, like, at least my mind, you're like, trying to it's almost like my some... mind filled in. Like, oh, yeah, there's that part where they were kind of on the outs. And then you watch it and like, oh, no, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> it seemed like it did. It's an illusion. Right? Like, and then talk about, like, Clank's like, oh, fame is not as good as it cracked out to be. It's like, as if they've got some kind of difference of opinion. But then Ratchet's just like, oh, yeah, you're right. Fame isn't so great. Lesson learned. What's the, yeah, I don't understand any of this. Okay. You got questions? Go ahead. Uh, all right, so my last one okay. is, uh, so you've got that section I've got here. Why is Ratchet surprised to see Quark with Drek after he is told specifically that Quark did something to the ship and the weapon systems were down? Why is he surprised? He's, he's totally defeated in that moment when, uh, when Quark is walking by, and he's surprised that he, Quark is aligned with Drek. Rosario Dawson's character specifically said, 
Captain Clark did something to the ship, and our weapon systems are down. You need to retreat. Why? Did she? Yes, she does. Okay. She specifically says Captain Quark. Before he like ejects out of his ship and like flies at the thing. That, yes. That, that at that point. Yes. Because like Ratchet turns back. I got to turn back and save Quark, and then she says it then. She that Quark was yeah, bad. She, yes, she has said it at that point, which I'm not sure why he's going to help Quark either. But yes, she has she has made it abundantly clear that the weapon systems are down and that Quark did something to them. But isn't he in theory going back to save Quark? Isn't that why he goes back? He's like, yes. I got to go back for him. Yeah. Right, but he's not listening to her. Pe- all right. So I guess, I guess, I guess that's, that's your answer. Idea. He's just not listening to her. Well, but that's her arc, I guess, is that people don't listen to her, and then suddenly they do. I guess maybe you're right. So maybe that's why. All right. I mean, it's it's that whole quark turning on them subplot is so bizarre, because it's, it's yeah, yeah, he goes back, and then, you're right, it would have worked just as well if he didn't go back, because all, for plot purposes, all, all that needs to happen is for Ratchet to learn that quark betrayed them. Yep. Which he can do in the ship and not have to go back. It's like an extra she, five minutes of stuff happening where he goes back, gets captured. Yeah, and then they put him in a weird ball, <laughs> and then they let him go. Yes, there's no reason to because I, I'm telling you, she establishes that he did something to the ship. So right there, you they should be able to smart, smart enough to figure out. Oh, he betrayed us. Right. It, it, it does feel like a video game padding itself out with an extra level. Like, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank go back to the ship, and there's another level where they have to fight through the ship, and then he learns... He gets like, put in a ball. Right, and put in a ball and, and kicked out the airlock. You know, and I get it's a kid's movie. It's like, you can't, you can't have the villain just be like, okay, just kill him. You know, right. like, obviously he's got to survive and all that, but it's like, really? It's like, let him go, and he'll wallow in his, his guilt. It's weak. Yeah, and then literally, he's guilty over nothing, and he goes back to his home planet, and this is actually going to be my next question, which is, Clank shows up and says, I thought I'd find you here. At his home? Yes. That, that actually is not that surprising. <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's a good <laughs> I thought I'd find you here at your home. Um, <laughs> and then all the other uh, rangers show up and be like, okay, enough pity party. Let's just go. It's like they don't resolve anything. It's like, what? like li- literally they show up and tell him, stop feeling sorry for yourself. There are other planets at risk. And Ratchet's like, you're right. I'm going to... like." Literally, they resolve nothing. Like, it'd be one thing if there was a reason why he's deciding, a character reason why he's deciding, you know what, I'm going to you know, set things right or whatever. Even though he did nothing wrong, I'm going to set things right. But what's the reason why he eventually decides to come back and save the next planet? There's a planet at risk, and I'm, you know, he's just a hero. Right. He's a generic hero, man. That's what heroes do. Hero lombax, yeah. Again, another question. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't have questions because I don't right. care about this movie. I right. hate it so much. Well, that's the last question I have. You ready to, uh, to move on to the Silk Cozart internet research? Oh, sorry. I, I have at least one more question I may have. More. Right. I'm still scrolling through my notes. So there's a point because Dr. Nefarious, right? He eventually takes over and seizes power or whatever. And he ends up destroying the, the other bad guy's home world. Is that what happens? Uh, well, he turns Drek into a sheep. Into a sheep. He doesn't destroy his home world. Eventually, the, the oh, deplanetizer no, it, it's, it's does. The, it's the world pieced together, the paradise world. Yeah. Which he eventually does destroy. With the deplanetizer. Saying, yeah, yeah, with the deplanetizer. Why would uh, Drek? Drek. Drek. Why Chairman would, Drek. Chairman Drek. What, and so, I think uh, Ratchet's like, why would Drek destroy his paradise planet that he just built? And someone else goes, no, no, he's not the one doing it. It's Dr. Nefarious. But it's like, why is he doing it? I guess he's just evil. 
Why is why does he want to destroy these planets? The the Drek wanted to destroy wanted to destroy all of these planets so he could take the fragments of the planets right, and, and create, create his paradise. own paradise planet. Yeah, he at least has a motivation. Nefarious? No, I think he's just a mad scientist. Is that all it is? That's what I think it is. So, I, it, it's so a he, terrible answer, but I think that's the answer. So Drek creates his. He succeeds in creating his paradise planet, even though it's right. It's, it's dissatisfying, I suppose, to to everybody but Drek. He gets turned into a sheep. Nefarious sends him down to his paradise planet, right. and then ends up blowing up that planet. But it's by, like by accident, by accident. But still, he's going to blow up the whole like system or whatever. He's going to blow up. Yeah, every he's going to blow up one planet. That's a chain reaction, and blow up all in the system. So yeah, so so the goal's already been met. The paradise planet's already been built, and then yet the bad guys are still blowing up planets. So you're just saying he's an evil mastermind. Yeah, yes, that, that's what he is. He's I'm, doing it because it's evil. a terrible answer, but that's the only answer. It, no, I think you're right. Uh, it's he's he's a mad scientist. Well, I just think it's just funny to me that the movie calls out. It's like, why would Drek be blowing up the planet he just built? No, 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 it's not him. It's Doctor Nefarious, and then they just drop it. It's like, well, the follow-up question is, why is he doing it? Nope, the movie doesn't want to ask, ask that question. No, because it's they don't have anything other than he's just an evil man. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Evil character. Well, he's an evil robot by the end. Uh, true. <laughs> In the Marvel post-credit scene or whatever. That was so stupid. I, it also made me laugh that the PlayStation Originals logo, which is the, the brand that Sony made this movie under, they do a total Marvel Studios logo ripoff. Really? I it's, didn't know. It's that. like, you know how the Marvel Studios, it's like the 3D block letters kind of zooming in, and you yeah. see all the different characters. Um, of, yeah, the Hulk and Thor. And, yes. Yeah. Except, in this case, this is their first movie, and so all it is is Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank, covering this logo. Oh, it's that like, is funny. That's kind of pathetic. It's like, really? <laughs> just This is all you got. At least, like, look into the future. Like, you know, throw a Sly Cooper in there. At least mix it up. It's like, this is all we got. <laughs> PlayStation Originals Productions. <laughs> all we have is Ratchet and Clank. Uh, all right, you ready to move on? I think so. Let me just... I feel like I've got more questions, but... Uh, I'm calling it, man. It's time for the Silk Cozart. I want to hear what you put together here. All right, let's move on to Silk Cozart. Both of y'all! Yes, So this is the segment where we... Well... Actually, you. Silk Cozart Memorial Internet Research Rabbit Hole. This is a segment where I usually <laughs> take some bit, <laughs> some bit of uh, interesting... Uh, some topic that I find interesting about the movie, and it's usually tangential, and I do some internet research about it. Yes. There's nothing interesting about this movie, so I have nothing to research. I didn't care. There's not, nothing about this movie made me say... Oh, I want to look up this thing, or this this may be interesting, or right. something. I hope you did something. So here's what I did. For the benefit of people who have not watched this movie. Please don't. Please don't. And yet, Stallone's in it. So if you're a fan of Sylvester Stallone, and you're curious what his role is. <laughs> his dialogue. Did- I just, I pieced together every single thing he says. It fits in 90 seconds. <laughs> That's awesome. But I didn't, it didn't quite capture the experience of watching this movie. Right, I just, so I add, I put some music to it. Okay, and I feel like this adequately captures. Oh, this is going to be fun. The experience of watching Ratchet and Clank because again, this is every single thing that Stallone says in chronological order. Okay, ready, ready. Here we go. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> the entire region is heavily patrolled by the Galactic <laughs> Rangers. Wait, feel battle. Keep in mind, this this song's not in the movie, but I feel like this captures the movie. Any forces? Nice. They killed the lights, too. Ah! I'm coming for you, defense! Defense! Ah! Bring me the captain's head. Well, I'll take yours as a replacement. Finish them! Prepare to die! Galactic losers? No! No! You got to be kidding me! Ah! Ow! Oh, oh, oh! 
Well, lots of ways, really. Chains, knives, guns, an enormous rock. Rock. Come on, let's move out. Give me a hollow scan of that shit. The defect. Not this time. Teleport me to the ship. Just get me close. Defect. Coming for you. Defect. Coming through. Where are you? Come out and fight. Don't be right. Get back here. I'm gonna make you wish you were never created. So there, none of you have to watch the movie now. That's oh, literally man. everything he says in chronological order. Yeah, it is it is incredibly stupid. Now tell me five defining characteristics of that character based on <laughs> those lines of dialogue. Five defining? <laughs> yes. Tell me tell me about this character. Victor okay. the robot. What Vic, wait, Victor the robot. He he's, he likes brute strength. He's brute strength. Okay. Doesn't like defects. <laughs> That's for sure. Doesn't plan very well. Does not I don't know if you get that from those di- that lines okay, of dialogue. Okay, maybe not from the lines of dialogue. He's outsmarted by the incredible uh, Ratchet and Clank. He's easily outsmarted. He, I said he didn't plan well, right? Uh, you did. I don't know if I agree with that, but... Well, it just, just get me close. <laughs> sure. Well, that works, though. He gets in the ship. Yeah, it doesn't really explain how he gets in the ship. Um, he claws his way in, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> nope, you can't do I it. I can't do five. I tried, though. That was a valiant effort on He's my part. just... A, I mean, I, I put that together to illustrate... Maybe the music was overdoing a little bit. I don't know, but... Uh, you know, <laughs> it made me I smile. To, I wanted to capture the spirit of that performance, because it's just like, what is this character? He's just a guy who goes... I mean, the, all those grunts in a row. Oh, yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, it was, it's like... Honestly, it was like 30% of that performance of him just going like... Argh! So, I, you know... That's whatever. That's Stallone's performance in this movie. All right. In a nutshell. So I don't have anything else to say. No, that's fine. Now it's time to move on what this podcast is all about. Although on this oh, right. episode, I'm not really sure we're going to be doing it, but we, um, we move on to the body count. Well, there was a body count in this movie, actually far more significant than you'd think. Well, so I wanted to talk to you about this. So we previously, actually on the episode preceding this, we said dogs don't count uh, sure. in Rambo. So this is a bunch of robots and alien beings. I mean, does does this count? So I didn't count any robots. I don't think you see any robots dying other than Oh, are you Stallone. kidding me? No, you see a ton. Do you? Yes. I guess you do see, yeah. No! I, I, didn't count, I didn't count any of you who bots. And they, they didn't seem, anything that didn't seem to have like a personality. All right, okay. I did count Stallone's robot, but maybe that's inconsistent. Like, if no, whatever. Let, let's, if you're, should I take off? Uh, Victor, you you didn't count any. Of I them? didn't count any of those robots because they a, just seemed like machines. They didn't seem. But like, there's other machines too. When on the the hero planet, there's a bunch of machines that get blown up too. Yeah, the non defect. A bunch of them get blown up. It didn't occur to me until now, but yeah, I didn't count the robots that were just fighting in the war because they didn't seem to have. All right, they didn't seem like. Well, let's let's hear what, what your, they didn't seem sentient. All right, let's hear what your official count is. Well, my official count is Victor the Robot, played by Stallone. He's killed by water. Yes. Um, although, is he dead? He's still talking at the end, so maybe, yeah. maybe maybe we should take him off the list. A, because he's a robot, and B, maybe he's not actually dead. I don't know. All right. 
What else have you got? Let's take them off the list. Then 13 lizards get sucked out into space <laughs> when they bury Victor. Well, they do bury Victor. They should shoot him out of space. So yeah, he's he, definitely dead. Yes, he's gone. He um, had a memorial and everything. So there are thir- uh, 12 lizards sucked out into space just for a gag yes. in this kid's movie. Uh, but lizards that love to text. We, we didn't really talk about that, but it's a stupid joke in this movie, apparently, because it's for kids in 2016. Just because kids love phones? Is that, yeah, is they love why? phones and they love texting. Whatever. Just keep going. I, yeah, yeah, whatever. You're right. And then uh, Drek is killed at the end. Yep. He's vaporized along with his planet. On the planet. So are, we kill- are we counting uh, Stallone robot or are we not? Yes. Okay. Then we're at 18 total. All right. That's the, I, I was afraid you were going to give all of those... No. And, and then that was going to artificially lift Stallone's count. I was going to have to have this debate with you. I'll, I'm okay with your, your official count. Wait, am I missing... Why did I jump from 13 to... Uh, I think I made a mistake in my body count. Well, because you didn't have Dr. Nefarious in there either. Or do you count since he, he comes back as a robot? He comes back as a robot. Okay. They, they put him back together stronger, faster. All right, fair enough. We can rebuild him. You're right. He is the $6 million man. <laughs> What's going on with my... I, I, I didn't care so much that I think, I, I, think I screwed up my body count. But it doesn't matter because Stallone has zero. So in terms of the horse race between Stallone and Schwarzenegger... I guess that's true. I think it's actually 14. I jumped from 13 to 18 when Victor died... Or when Drek died, excuse me. And I'm not sure why. Either there's four that I didn't properly notate or I just was so not paying attention that I had All right, so what's the number you're going with? Let's go with 14. I'm not 14. sure why where these extra four came from. But right. And you're not going to watch this again to get the count? I'm, I'm not going to rent it again. I rented it, and it's expired, so believe me. No, I, I told you, by the way, that our library had three copies of this movie. As taxpayers, both of us pay into the same taxing district for this. We should be furious. Outside of the fact that maybe Sony just said, wait, we have somebody that will buy one, give them a Blu-ray, and another DVD to go with it. That's probably why. It's just excess stock. of just like, well, no one's going to buy these <laughs> Blu-rays, so right. give, them, give them away to, uh, to libraries. <laughs> so, okay, um, let's say 14 total, but 14. Zero, zero by Stallone, by All Victor right. the Robot. So so what's the, you got the running totals? Still uh, 213. Well, first of all, Arnold's uh, average per movie was 14.76 bodies per movie, yep. just to establish that. This is the horse race between Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger, so... Uh, Still on zero body, so it's still at 213. Now across 14 movies, so an average of 15.21. Only a half a body per movie separates them. Wow. I told you by the end of the season, I think he's going to drop below Arnold, and I think... Well, you know the next pick, so... I do know the next and he, pick. And then there's a Rocky movie, so... And it is not a Rocky where Apollo dies, so... But again, it's specifically Stallone, how many bodies does he rack up? That's true. Rocky is not going to kill anybody. No. So and I and the the only uh, category left is still uh, silly Stallone. So it's like none of those are have a have a high body count. <sighs> All right. So do you actually? Wa- that's not true. Uh, Drudge Dreads in that ca- category. So yes, it is. And so, apparently, I, based on that reaction, you are yeah, not, not selecting Judge Dredd. I'm not selecting Judge. What what segment is next? Because I'm so lost. Is that uh, so, what's next or no? Uh, got- so what's next is we need. I don't know if we really want to assign the Wrecking Crew award in this oh, movie. Right. I didn't even think about that. So I did. I reluctantly, I had, I just felt that I needed to complete all of my work on the assignment. <laughs> Don't chide me. <laughs> I didn't even want to do this episode. The fact that I'm even here is more work than, I, than this movie deserves. Uh, I went, I'll think about it. I Give went with, uh, reluctantly, I went with Drek because he blew up a bunch of planets using Death Star technology. Yeah, that's fair. He's only undone by being turned into a sheep. Yeah, and here's the thing: is that I, there's not, there's no good performance in this. Paul Giamatti, 
he was fine. He's actually kind of unrecognizable in terms of his voice. Like I yeah. don't think I would have known that was him if I didn't read the credits. So. Right. So so for that reason, that one, I don't. He's not doing a terrible performance. He doesn't have a lot to work with either. He's probably one of the best parts of the movie, and he he wrecks a lot of shop. I went with Drek. Okay, I'll agree with you. I think that's 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 a fair I, award. Yeah, I, I I like to think I would have gone with that if I had done it Put on my own. But uh, yeah, so that, now that what I good. what I want to really get to the last order of business is the Rocky rating. Yeah. I of course you already know I did not go outside of the box. Yeah. I went in the rating scale. Wait, which, we, we already have too many jingles. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are you doing? You're punching car accident victims. No, 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 you don't understand. He was bad mouthing my film. I know I double played one of our jingles, but uh, fair enough. Uh, so this is the segment where we. Uh, rate the movie based on a rocky opponent from the pinnacle of Apollo Creed all the way down to the the Drex, if you will, uh, of Spider Rico, which, of course, with this garbage movie, I went immediately to Spider Rico. I didn't even think twice. Well, that's the thing is the scale is using rocky opponents. And like I said, maybe this isn't a little bit of poor taste, but okay. I, don't, I don't care. Rocky's ultimate opponent in the movie Creed was cancer. Oh, Oh, jeez! That's what I'm rating this movie. Are you serious? I give it cancer. Oh, man. I t- I'm telling you, I hate this movie. Oh, that is rough. <laughs> wow. That's how much I dislike this movie. All right, fair it's, enough. It's below Junior. Okay, all right. So this was a bad one. <laughs> yes. We are now to the point in the show where we need to make the selection for the next show. Yep. This is the last... Uh, it's hard to believe that we are almost a quarter of the way through Stallone's filmography... This is the last pick that's allowed because we're ending on Rocky movies. And so Rocky 2 will be the last of this season. Uh, but before that, we have one category left. It is Silly Stallone. Silly Stallone. Man, I, Rocky 2 is really going to have to sustain me because the, the <laughs> Silly Stallone. You may just call this podcast off. I mean, <laughs> maybe we should have that discussion in our wrap-up. <laughs> well, we, we've structured our new show. This is the Arms Race podcast. This is not the Stallone whatever podcast. So we could change. We gave ourselves the option to change up. And th- that's going to be a serious discussion. Like oh. we're going to have that discussion on the wrap up. Do we want to keep doing this? And I, I don't think it's going to be a given. All right. Well, that's, let's, that's a discussion for another day. Let's find out, silly Stallone. I so, want to know what I'm watching. It's not Judge Dredd, so it's one of three movies. Well, that's the thing. There are th- in Silly Stallone. There are three science fiction movies. There's Judge Dredd. There's Spy Kids 3D, which is basically a science fiction movie and, and a kids movie, which I can't take another one of those. Um, and there is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay. And you know, Ratchet and Clank being kind of science fiction, I mean, barely, it's... it's Barely uh, is right. But still, it's just like, I need as much of a change of pace as possible to get this movie, the taste of this movie, out of my mouth. Okay. And so the movie in Silly Stallone, in that category, that is the farthest away... All right. Is... I can't remember, so... <laughs> Drum roll. Um, and I'm forgetting the name. I'm so... I'm <sighs> so done... I, I don't even want to finish this podcast, but I, I forget the name of the movie now. It's just so so terrible. My brain has just gone into hibernation. Can you just look it up so we can tell the listeners. No, I'm, okay, now I now I remember. Over the top. Over the top. I'm. Are you kidding me? That's very exciting. Well, I forgot we put that in Silly Stallone. I'm, I, I'm, I have a hard time being excited about anything at this point. No, but. I'm super. That actually, no, I'm super excited about that. Mm, that really? is a fun bad movie. Oh no 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 no. Okay, no. I hope so. I hope I, you're, I hope you're right. At that no. Do you, have you not seen Over the Top? I've saw it like in the eighties. Oh I yeah, I saw it on TV all the time. That is a fun bad movie. Okay. Okay, good. I'm no, I'm very You're giving much, me some hope. I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you are. So I, you I'm know, looking forward what, to it more now. Now no, that you're excited about it, I know we changed the name from Bad Puns and Machine Guns, and no pun intended. I was dreading 
that you were going to pick Judge Dredd. <laughs> no, I could not do that after this. But, but okay, let me ask you this: before we did, did, you have an idea in your mind what you wanted before we did this? And it sounded like maybe you changed your your pick. Yeah, I would I would have done Guardians of the Galaxy too. Oh, not, okay. If you had gone with ants or something, yeah, I would have gone with Guardians of the Galaxy too. Okay. But I just don't want more space stuff. I mean, honestly, I don't want to see anything that has anything in common with Ratchet and Clank for, for at least a month. If it has spaceships in it, if it has robots in it, if Paul Giamatti is in it, if uh, <laughs> Stallone, I mean, we're stuck with Stallone, so uh, oh, I, I nothing we can do about that. But it's like, you know, anything that has any kind of overlap on that Venn diagram, because it, it's just going to remind me of Ratchet and Clank. And All right, fair enough. I can't overstate how much I hated this movie. All right, well, the good news is it's done. That was the show. So we can. I like how you. I like how you said that as if you're trying to talk me down off a ledge. I am because that you, was the when, show. When you go back, is going to be okay. When you go back and listen to particularly I, the first twenty minutes of this I, episode, I don't doubt it. You're going to well, say now I was that, an angry, that, angry man. That's why you know I I I do want to apologize to the listeners because it's like I really did. I, I'm spent. I'm just so tired now. I mean, I, honestly, all that anger came out, and then the last half hour of this podcast has just been going like, oh, God, what? What segment is this? What are we doing here? What is? What, what are we talking about? So I'm sorry. Part of that was me not being prepared, but like, yeah. That anger coming out definitely just like depleted me of any kind of energy I have for this episode, so I apologize. Well, now it's done, so we just need to wrap up and it move is. on to the yes, next one. Please wrap up. Uh, just do whatever you need to do. I'm, All right, well, I'm basically I, done. I'm, I'm ho- moving the microphone away. I can't, I can't take it anymore. Okay, apparently I'm closing this out, so I'm going to do the best that I can. Um, yeah, I, have to. I, I, I can't if, do it anymore. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, which you may or may not have, you certainly wouldn't have enjoyed the movie, please uh, like us and write a favorable review on your podcast app of choice. Tell your friends! Uh, please <laughs> please tell your friends about the show, maybe not Ratchet and Clank. Uh, and also, you can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast, where uh, I'm doing my best to try and keep things up to date as we're working on them. So that was the show. Uh, I had a good time. I'm not sure that uh, Kevin had a good time. We'll see you next time when we will be back with over the top. <laughs> <laughs>